Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, fam, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. Jay Tooley. And we are here to talk to you about the week in AEW. We got some rumor mill stuff going on, which I will refer to as allegedly, and some really, really good wrestling from uh, the men and women of AEW this week. Yeah, more so on uh, Dynamite than Rampage. But uh, totally agree. AEW was a, a banger, man. I I don't know what. Um, well, I guess we kind of do know what Tony Khan has done differently. This the news is all over the place that he just flipped his spreadsheet sideways and he books differently now. And I know there are a lot of jokes about that. I don't know. Did you hear that story? I heard uh, he was uh, second guessing how he'd been booking. Yep. And I think it was a trip to uh, England or something with with his soccer team. But I didn't. I didn't hear the the full detail. Yeah, apparently he went in an interview and talked about how what he had been doing is writing down the storylines with the dates and working backwards. And he happened to look at his paper and turn it sideways and realize it made more sense to him. So he that's it. He just rearranged the columns and the rows. <laughs> but whatever he's doing is working. Uh, I know there's been jokes about it, but being a guy that looks at spreadsheets a lot and all that, like I could see that sometimes just looking in a different perspective. But well, that's neither here nor there. But whatever he's doing, it seems to be working because uh, Dynamite has just been on a roll lately. Uh, this one started with that Moxley Hangman match that was just out of this world, man. Uh, talk about the feeling of two guys who you really think don't like each other. They uh, didn't even get in the ring at first. The fight broke out, took it to him in the audience. And then uh, one spot in the audience that I wanted to call out that I thought was, I don't know if it was on the fly. I don't know if it was planted and maybe it wasn't beer. But when Moxley had hangman in the figure four and he threw the beer in his face especially with everything you know with moxley all, and you know the alpha on him and going to rehab and all that i'm just like oh my gosh i can't believe they did that yeah that or that reminded me of that reminded me of when they made fun of the alcoholism and alcohol related incident in the wwe with they did it 12 oh, yeah they did it once with uh mcintyre and then they did it again with Hardy, with uh, with Hardy, that's what it was. And then you had the infamous one where 
Jericho through the beard in CM Punk's face. Yeah, during the straight edge time. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. But that was like it was just wow. Like what a spot. Uh, then they get in the ring and they have the match, and that match was just violent. Man, they they had a way of working that match to where I, we all know there's cooperation. Like otherwise, you're killing each other. But even some of the stuff they did in that match, knowing what we know, still didn't look that way. There were there were a couple moves. There was a man. I'm trying to remember if it was a power bomb or a driver or a suplex or something where it almost looks like Moxley was like going dead weight for the business sandbagging it or whatever you want to call it. But he still powered him up, and I'm sure that was meant to look that way. But just that match was fantastic. And the end to continue the storyline on, just mind blowing. Like I didn't think. I thought, okay, cool, they'll finish this off, the feud will be over. Now I can't wait to see the next one. I can't wait to see the pay-per-view match, I'm guessing, that's coming. Right. Yeah, the the side, the the work that they were doing on the apron and just the image, you know, anytime work is done on the side of the ring, I mean, that's this best part. But when they were uh, jockeying back and forth to uh, pile driver or back body drop, and then, like you said, the, the effort that they were putting in, Especially on the second and third rope, with yep. that uh, the um, turn into the the avalanche death yeah, fighter, right? Yeah. So I thought it was kind of funny, and the guys over there at Busted Open were uh, really working over the spot where the camera pans over and catches John <laughs> uh, getting some color. I was like, "Come on, yeah, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yeah, that that yeah. that was a." I have to remember sometimes that AEW is still a fairly new company, so they still have production glitches, I think. Which, three years in, you'd think they'd be cleaning some of those up. Right. But yeah, that one was definitely like, uh, you see him kind of getting himself, you're like, ah, you should have seen that. But it is what it is. They just didn't cut away. That's fine. It happens on a live show. You know, my daughters who don't know about the gigging and all that, per se, when she saw it, I just said, oh, he was just checking to see if he was being. So, I kind of played it off. Right. But, because I don't want to ruin the magic for them yet. But yeah, that match, and then the using the bulldog choke at the end by Hangman for Moxley to just kind of roll it a little bit to pin him. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I guess my catchphrase is my chef kiss, because yeah. that was beautiful. Uh, and that was, so the WWE trope is, oh, surprise roll-up. They surprised him. You know, he got away with a win. That was like a legit surprise roll-up that worked in story. And the fact that Hangman popped right up, got right back into Moxley's face and wanted to fight him was fantastic and i'm like oh this is good and then you got yuda and claudio they're trying to keep them apart and yeah that this feud is really good for the one it started off with just a really good match and then a, a horrible incident with hangman getting knocked out legit but then being able to kind of be cool with it roll it into the stories and everything going on with it it's it's been really strong it's one of the reasons i really love AEW is they can tie all these stories together uh the rest of the show uh the Takeshita match with cage Really good match. I think it's interesting. The rumors are out there that WWE wants Cage, and now Cage is on TV a lot. That's fine. But Takeshita, that guy is going to be a star. Every match I've seen with him in AEW, and then some of the ones went back and kind of watched him in deep in the Japan stuff, he really understands it for such a young dude. It's hard to believe this was his first win. I don't know if it's the win I'd have given him. I don't think Cage is the caliber. It's funny. I think uh, Wood Culture talked about this, too. I think they could have saved it and maybe had him beat MJF coming next week. He could have the same storyline and then, ooh, wow, he just beat the champion. But uh, that one, I, I just think Takeshita is, is he's pretty good on the mic, uh, considering that English is not a Swiss language, because he does the Japanese stuff, and then he's like, what does that mean? Oh, it's, he's an asshole. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I just, it's good stuff, and uh, I enjoyed that match. Uh, for what it was, two big dudes just 
beating the crap out of each other. Takesta, we've seen him with Danielson. We've seen him against Cage now, Hangman. He's done the the top of the top for AEW, and he almost wrestles a different style to match the people he's wrestling with. And I find that part pretty impressive for a young guy in the business. Uh, no wonder that Don Callis is kind of trying to take him under his because the Kenny Omega uh, versus Takeshita match that I'm sure is going to build to like AEW likes to do, sprinkling in right now. You know, is Don Callis going to turn on Takeshita or I'm sorry, turn on Kenny Omega here shortly and push Takeshita and that causes maybe, who knows, Omega to lose the IWG US title. It's something like that. Like I could see it coming, that match, and, and who knows, that, that was a good one though. That'd be a fun thread. Um, tying it back with New Japan, yep. that would be that'd be really really strong. I don't think Callus is fully understood by the New Japan fans, but he is absolutely understood by the you know North American wrestling fans. And when when New Japan is doing their strong shows, they've got they've got one here coming up in a couple. It will uh it'll you know it'll come out. It'll be entertaining. So the thread throughout the show. Um, was obviously building up was obviously building up to the no no holds barred match. Everything was really uh, hard hitting, and like you said, is Brian Cage the right victory to give the guy? I think had they waited and put him in, maybe not with uh, Jericho, but like you said, with MJF or you know another high end talent, another home uh, a homegrown talent that would have that would have really made him. And yeah, I saw that with. Brian Cage, he was um, professional feelers are out because WWE got in trouble in the past for sending feelers out. Yep, to swerve. Uh, so, but yeah, Cage is definitely a wanted man. They want some big guys, and same thing with uh, Wardlow. He's still on the on the radar to uh, pop over the WWE. We talked about the Takeshita thing, so I think Takeshita could have taken. I'm okay. He won. He could have taken the loss. We're alluding to leads into what happens later, and that was the uh, fat shit. Uh, Thatcher Danielson match, and that was <laughs> this. So this is what I love about Tony Khan. If you like a certain aspect of wrestling and you watch Dynamite, you're going to see it. So you had this one was kind of booked end by two pretty violent matches. Uh, we'll get to the the, the Samoa Joe Darby Allen massacre at the end, but you started off with a pretty hard hitting, violent, trying to kill each other match, and you had the Takeshi high flying big man slapping man meat match. Then you had. Danielson and Thatcher, old school, on the mat, grappling, counter grappling, Excalibur and Taz doing a great job of saying, yeah. watch where his hands are and look where how he's, t-. and like, it's such a different style of wrestling that you could watch it and go, I don't really like, e- even, it wasn't on this show, but even like the House of Black, spook, scary, we blow mist in your face, all that. There's a niche for that too, but there's so many different, and then Orange Cassidy and Dan House and you got the comedy wrestling. I just the the way they kind of put all that into a into a show um, was just great. And that Thatcher and Danielson match on this card, specifically with the Moxley and the Samoa Joe Darby Allen booked into the air, was so, it's almost like a palate cleanser. It was like, oh my gosh, that was so violent. Oh my gosh, Takeshi and uh, and Cage are going on it. This is really intricate. This is really technical. They like Thatcher's really trying to break his arm, and Danielson's really countering it well. And then you had NJF come out and, and Takesta cutting him off, which is what we were alluding to. And I think, like I said, if you'd have had Takesta lose to Cage, you could have still done that spot, which they brawl in the back. And you see the brawl in the back, which leads to the match uh, next week, I believe, on Dynamite between Takesta and NJF. I hope Takesta wins. I would love to see him get the next title shot. 
not saying he dethrones uh, MJF. Maybe. Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't think he's ready for that, but I could see him beating him now. Having MJF uh, beat Danielson, and then to catch to be in the next challenger up. Uh, I don't know if they turn that into a long-going feud. Kind of feels like they might, especially if he beats him with the backstage brawl and everything. Could get very interesting with that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, like we were talking with the Moxley-Hangman match, The I like how AEW is able to keep a story going even when it doesn't involve a title. And nope. having the, you know, they're trying to protect their ego, they're trying to protect their position on the card because in AEW, wins matter. So I think you know, showing Brian Danielson in a match like he was just in with um, Timothy Thatcher, who had some awesome matches when he was on uh, NXT yep. with Riddle. Woof. Um, so having that match go on, you could, you know, Thatcher was brought in to uh, break the arm or, you know, pop the shoulder out or whatever. So that was that was a really good story. And like you said, you know, there's something for everybody on on literally every card that a- AEW puts out. Yeah. And then uh, then I think the 50-0 championship part was next. In between all that, there was the interview with Hater and the Bunny, I think, setting up a match next week. Eliminator match. Uh, and then we cut to the new villains, Soraya and Tony Storm, putting the beat down on Britt Baker. Cool. I love that the women are getting a good storyline. I actually like this storyline. I think we talked about it last week. I think this storyline works. Uh, the Ruby Soho addition to it, and not just Ruby Soho, you've also got Sheeta involved in it also. So those two are kind of on the wrong sides, if you look at it. So it's interesting that you've got Sheeta, who has been kind of partnering up with Saray and Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho, who should be partnering with them, if you look at, oh, they're ex-WWE guys, whatever the case may be. And it's just, the whole storyline's really good. I'm very curious to see where it's going to go. Yeah, how it's going to unfold. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun, because... You know, the the connection of while they were, since they've been on the AEW card, and then, you know, getting burnt and not getting chosen to be the tag team partner yep. with uh, Soraya, that could, you know, be another uh, another thread in the show. So, yeah, it'll be, it, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And the fact that they did get two or three different segments and there was a match on the card, so that's cool. Yeah, it's getting better. I, I so a little pencil uh, what I think is going to happen with this whole thing is I think we'll see this few faction, whatever you want to call it, work out for a little bit. I think it's going to end up being Ash probably between Ader and Zarea, maybe at the pay-per-view uh, for the championship. And I think Britt Baker is going to turn on Hater. I-, I think Britt Baker is going to cost Hater the title, and that's going to lead into a singles feud between those two. And then Zarea can split off and maybe feud with uh, Sheeta or whoever else is in that faction. Just a thought. May not happen, but uh, I could see the threads that have been planted and, and the things they're pulling at that AEW is so good at and setting up these, what if this happens? Oh, what if this happens? Uh, the hater Baker thing has been going on for so long now. Then they make up. Then they go, it's like almost like they want to do it. I felt like they were going to do it right about the time Warlow and MJF were going on. So maybe that's why they retracted it because they already had kind of the same storyline. Uh, as long as whatever happens to hater and Baker doesn't happen to Warlow or he kind of falls off afterwards. Uh, I think We'll go, you know, he shows up at the end of the show too and he's made a comeback, but. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, and then it was the Cargill masked uh, red velvet. Good match. Cargill's still pretty green, but she's getting better every time I see her. Much better. Which is fantastic. I don't know who they bring in to beat her. Uh, I would love to see Chris Statlander come back. I don't know what her injury timeline is, though. Maybe the pay-per-view she pops in. Maybe it's open challenge. She shows up. Monday. Monday. If they brought her in as a surprise and take take down um, Cargill, which would be kind of cool. It gives uh, Monday a title right off the bat. It's a legitimate wrestler that you could believe be Jade, but you could also bring her in. If, if the rumors are still true that she's trying to come to AEW, I understand she wants to do the independent, kind of what Moxley did for a while, but you could always bring her in as part of the feud as a backup to Soraya and Tony Storm, but then you're bringing her in right as a heel. So it's interesting. Right. I don't know who the one to beat yeah, Jade's going to be. That's uh, that's a tough one because Jade is someone that AEW made. Um, 100%. Mark Henry recruited her, brought her in. She worked with Booker T for a little bit, and now it's all AEW from the ground up, and it's uh, Mercedes Monet. That's what it is. I couldn't think of her. So yeah, it'll be that'd be a lot of fun, and it would definitely bring some legitimacy to the TBS title, which um, you only hear about, you know, maybe once a month, yeah, or maybe even not less than that, because they only they don't have very many matches. I mean, on on the AEW. Yeah, I. I agree, and I think Jade's the only one that's held that belt. Yep. So yeah, I agree. I think um, I think that would be a good call. I think who knows? Maybe it's just me wishing Mercedes Monet shows up in yeah. uh, in AEW. Uh, I'm cool with her being in New Japan. I think there's some great matches there. I know she's talked about wanting to go to Stardom and some stuff with Stardom too. And there are some marquee matches in Stardom that would be great for her. Uh, then we had, I believe, I skipped that AEW tag match. Wasn't much to talk about there. Uh, it was a pretty quick squash, and then the Ass Boys came out. Uh, a little back and forth of the Ass Boys, and we set up a title match for Dynamite, I believe. Um, yeah, for next week. So I don't believe the Ass Boys will win that. Uh, I don't know who's going to dethrone the Acclaimed. They're so over right now. I'm not sure if you bring in uh, the Lucha Brothers back or something. They Obviously, the Lucha Brothers and Pac haven't been on TV. They lost the trios. Set up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. FTR maybe may come back after uh, their time away. They come back if they're not going to WWE. Like, because I don't see it being the ass boy. Um, I think it'll be a good match. I think both teams have grown into their own. I think one of the interesting things about the ass boys, FTR Dax, I think on his Twitter, uh, made a comment about how he thinks they're actually a very good team and, and know what they're doing in the ring. It can be really good. So it's going to be interesting to see that play out. Like as they get better. I'm wondering if FTR is kind of coached them behind the scenes. Obviously, they've got their dad, who was tag team wrestler there for a long time too. Right. So that was that was good. 
again, nothing major. I wasn't a super blown away. Card overall was great, though. And then the finale. Oof. I am very curious to hear your thoughts on it because I know how you are about the, the gore and the over-the-top matches and, and all that stuff. But holy crap, I don't know how Darby Allen does some of the stuff he does. Yeah. I can name probably eight bumps in that match that I would be crippled for life on. First off, he comes out in that jacket with the oh, tags all over it. At first, I thought, I'm like, is he wearing a bedazzled? Oh, that's not bedazzled. And just went right at him, and that was great. I love this Samoa Joe. When he first debuted, I'm like, okay, he's looking a little old, a little tired. But this Samoa Joe is what Samoa Joe needs to be. And that match, he threw Darby Allen all over the place, down the stairs, over the stairs, into the fans. I don't know how he did that. Over the top rope, like he was a pair of uh, dirty laundry. Just... Yeah, it was just great. It's fantastic, just over-the-top, violent match. Uh, Joe got busted open. I don't know if it was the hardware or not when he hit him at that table. Yeah, it looked like the hard way because when Joe turned the table, he had the metal frame, and that's what caught him. Yep, right right where he was busted open. Caught him, you know, right where he got hit. But, yeah, it wasn't bedazzled. It was bedangerous. Yes. And uh, you're right. I don't I don't like the uh, the blood and gore and all that, and this match was right in the sweet spot. It was... It told a good story. It was a no-holds-barred match, so you knew you, what you were getting. It's Samoa Joe, the you know the Samoan submission machine with you know years and years of experience, and then you've got the young one of the four pillars of AEW, and he's just ruthless and doesn't care about his own body. And it was it was really cool. I thought the jacket was a cool spot. I thought how they told the story, how they got uh, Joe to get the jacket off of him when he grabbed his own towel yep. and clothesline. Yeah, I thought that was great. pretty slick. And then the ending. The ending was uh, really good. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to see what they do with Darby Allen. I think they're going to take him away from the eight, uh, TNA title, uh, TNT title for a little bit, and they'll put him in another smart story. So I have a theory to, on that. To build him up, and then, um, you know, once Ring of Honor gets their TV deal nailed down, it'll be interesting to see what the king of TV does. So I've got a theory on the Darby Allen thing. So recently Sting has come out and said that he uh, wants to retire at the end of this year. This will be his last run in the ring. Oh, my goodness. So what I think, and I'm probably not the only one. I'm sure this isn't an individual thought, but I could totally see Sting and Darby Allen having a big old conversation Darby being in his feels about losing, maybe Sting giving him a hard time because he puts his body on the line too, and setting up a Sting versus Darby Allen match as Sting. I think, obviously, I think Darby would go over. Right. I think they would put on a hell of a match, and I just I think that would be a cool way for Sting to literally pass the torch to Darby, even if you want to set it up as like a feud and maybe turn Darby heel for it. I don't know. I don't know that he'll ever go over as a heel because the stuff he does is too heroic. Right. But the. Uh, the potential of that being Sting's last match, I don't, I don't think, I don't see why it wouldn't be. It would make sense to be. I just, that's my thought. I think that could be the way they'll go. Maybe even at the next pay-per-view, uh, you know, you have Darby versus Sting and Darby, and that'll be Sting's goodbye match. And I just think it'll be a great match and that'd be kind of something to give Darby something to do. Or you write Darby off for a while, hurt, injured, whatever. Uh, you have some vignettes with him and Sting talking about it and then Sting comes back later on and says, hey, Darby's ready to go. I'm going to give him one my match or whatever. But I, I think that'll be the, the way to go here eventually. Yeah, and I can only imagine with Tony being such a wrestling fan, 
he would he would do it the right I really believe that he would do it the right way and Sting would do the match justice and could go um long enough to really tell an awesome story and go out the right way. I think yeah. that that would be phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think that'd be a cool cool storyline, cool way to wrap it up and a cool way for Sting to kinda and I and I could see Tony doing as a like a almost a tribute show. I could see it being one of those like Winter is coming special Sting's goodbye and then giving Sting maybe, you know, five minutes at the end to say his goodbyes and tearful moment and wow. It'll be big. It'll be a big deal. And it could be wrong. Sting could be working as all. He's going to sign another contract and keep going. But I do think uh, that would be, I think, I just, I I see Darby being his last match. Uh, yeah, that, that would be, that'd be great. Uh, selfishly, you know, because for those who don't know, we're here in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, the home of AEW. Selfishly, I'd like to see that match in Daly's place. <laughs> hey, Tony, if you're listening. Hey, just saying, uh, swing by the man cave. We can talk it out. We'll we'll see what we'll see what we can work out. <laughs> yeah, we'll help you book it. Yeah, <laughs> give you the pencil. <laughs> and then uh, you got Rampage. Yeah, it was Rampage. I don't have much to say about it. The Elite match was okay. I love Matt Hardy. I, I, I've always been a fan of his. He's looking a little slow. Yeah, uh, I watched him with Kenny in their little exchange, and it almost was like Kenny was in slow motion trying to keep up with him. Uh, and I don't mean to bash him. Trust me, right. Hardy, love you. You've done amazing things. Your your bump card is full. Keep going if you feel you can keep going, but I did see him slowing down, and I think it hurt the match a little bit. That's the only thing I can remember. The elite, I mean, the leader of the elite, everything they do is usually really good. Uh, the match was really good, but the rest of the card can't even think about other than Saray and Tony Storm to be down and pulling out the spray paint like they're the NWO and putting the loser sign on them. Yes, yeah, Swerve, Swerve got a, yep. had some action, and Swerve is so smooth in the ring, it just... But yeah, watching uh, Hardy go um, about eight, six, eight years ago, he had a he went to have a procedure done where they were going to give him an injection, and allegedly uh, his uh, L five and S one had fused itself, and that is your lowest vertebrae in your tailbone, which is a joint. It's supposed to have mobility, and it had fused itself, and along with a couple of bones in his right hip. So when he goes to do that leg drop. You can see, I just kicked a table here. You can see his leg pivots out because he can't straighten it. So kudos to you to keep going. I've had uh, numerous back surgeries and I couldn't even um, hit the ropes. So God bless you. And yeah. Speaking of that leg drop, uh, I recently was watching, maybe it was a Ric Flair documentary. Maybe not. I don't remember what I was listening to. And I've always noticed it in Ric Flair matches, totally off subject, by the way, that you ever notice Ric Flair doesn't take a bump on his back? He bumps on his on his, on his shoulder. You know that's because of his plane accident? So when he was in his plane accident, they told him because he had broken his back that he could never take a bump again. And he found a way to do it. And that's the way, that's why he kind of lands on his hip. Wow. He decided to take a bump differently and he lands on his hip instead of his back. So I always thought, oh, that looks sloppy. But now that I know that, I'm like, what a way to kind of prove I can still do this yeah. and I'm going to do it my way. Because, yeah, it, pretty bad back injury, and they told him if he takes that bump, and I guess it's pretty painful if he takes on his back. So, allegedly, that was allegedly. story. Allegedly, yeah. It's just, yeah, he uh, he broke his back in a few different places yep. and rededicated himself not only to getting in shape, but, yeah, the uh, that that's phenomenal. So, yeah, I'd like to see uh, Hardy, the Hardy boys, uh, link up one more time and uh, have one last run. I heard... Uh, uh, some talk about Edge 
after his contract ends that he'd come back and uh, he wanted to have one more go with Christian. So I'm sure Tony would do a, a one-year deal or a six-match deal or something, and they could have a cool ending. And hopefully to uh, round out Christian's career, he ends up in the in the Hall of Fame where he belongs. Yeah, so. agreed. Yeah, all in all, not a bad, not a you know, not a bad week for AEW. There was a lot in the rumor mill and a lot of uh, chatter. I've I follow a guy Raha dot com R A H A H dot com, and uh, there there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and a little update on the uh, GoFundMe for uh, Jay Briscoe or the Pew family. They are up to $337,000 to uh, the donation to the family. There's been 3,338 families donate, and uh, I think some of that came from from uh, Khan himself. So good stuff. Yeah, that uh, that tribute uh, show last week was impressive. Uh, yeah, that one, I, I tried to watch Dynamite from Lottie again, and it's still pretty emotional, very raw. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, the, just on another note to of last week, I know we're backing up. I didn't think about this when I watched it, but with Jay Lethal doing the Briscoe match, and then he went out and did double duty and did the match in the the six man. Uh, what a professional! Yes, there's the, the legend stories in the background, and there's some stuff in his past, but that that to be to be able to go through that emotional roller coaster that you know he went through in that match after the match, the, the on the ramp, they're all hugging each other to reset and go out and then perform another match and an entertaining and a goofy and a laugh. You know, a fun match was hats off to you, Jay Lethal. That was awesome work, and congratulations on that. And rest in peace, uh, Jay Briscoe. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, right. much much love to uh, to everyone. So, thank you to uh, Tony Khan, AEW, and uh, all of their amazing athletes, their wrestlers, for putting on a great show for us for the week. And with that, I'm Ellie Jair, Jay Tilly, and uh, we're gonna sign off. And I really appreciate. Everybody checking in, all of our uh, subscribers. And uh, if you like what you hear, hit us with the five star and uh, follow us on our socials at No Shave Man Cave. And uh, we'll see you on the floor. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.